What is up, everybody? This is Chris, your host with Off the Bookshelf. Um, I'm glad to be back. I kind of had a, a dust off my mic and headphones um, after they're sitting in the shelf for quite a while now. Um, I've just been busy with grad school. just finished up my uh, six weeks of clinical rotation. Um, was a great experience. Got to work with um, a bunch of kids and an amazing CI who really just honed in and developed my skills. And just working with all the kids is just so much fun because, uh, I don't know, there's like a, a beauty in being around kids. It's just so filled with excitement, joy, curiosity. They don't really care about what other people think. They just kind of do their own thing. So I was able to learn a lot from them as well. Uh, but today what I wanted to talk to you guys about is The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. This is probably one of my favorite books, it's something that I always come back to and revisit uh, just because there's just so much material to digest. Uh, I, though it is a simple, pretty concept, I mean, it's in the title, The Power Now, so just living more in the present moment and how you could really free yourself from the resistance and constraints in your life and how your unconscious mind can kind of ruin your life and just how to grab hold of that. So I'm going to talk about some of those messages in the book today. I hope you enjoy. Let's get started. So the first thing they talk about in the book is just coming about to this theory of like spiritual enlightenment and how we've gone through all these generations and different points of our history where we had periods of enlightenment um, with, you know, historic philosophers and such. And she brings up to the point to today that she really thinks we have that knowledge and the power just from those previous predecessors that really laid the foundation of how to really access just being in the present moment and being in that enlightened state, as she would call it. So she really talks about how we are all interconnected in some way. Just thinking about like the human capacity to interact with one another. You know, we have the ability to change someone's mood in an instant, to develop a connection with them um, in a loving way, where that could be through your spouse, through your partner, or even just through a friendship, how we even have like an, an influence on the universe just by the simple changes that we can make in our daily lives, um, kind of embodying that butterfly effect model. Um, so we are really powerful as human beings. And in order to access kind of that inner peace and that inner spirituality um, is being able to see the world, not just through your eyes, but through your soul. And that's really hard to access. I mean, we could debate about if you believe um, if your soul goes on after this earth or not. No, I'm a firm believer um, in your soul going to heaven, but everyone has their own opinions of that. Um, so in order to get to that state and see the world through your soul, you need to take the path of letting it go of all the resistance that is in your life. She really, really goes and talks about the ego, how a lot of us are living in this unconscious state where we're just kind of going throughout our daily lives and the daily motions and just, you know, you just kind of go into that habit and you just kind of like, you don't really think throughout the day. Like you just, you know, you wake up in the morning, brush your teeth, do your routine or whatever, go to work, come back home, cook, and then that's how you go to bed. And like within all that, we kind of forget about just the little things at that time or just being present at that time to really just fulfill and have that sense of joy that what we're doing um, is what we love, whether it be through our work or, like I said, just do the simple things like just being able to look outside, enjoy 
how blessed we are on this earth to see the sun, to see the trees, to see everything just kind of working um, in nature. So in order to get back to that and kind of let go of that resistance is kind of letting go of that egotistical mind. And I know many people think like ego is like someone like with a big ego who thinks just really highly of themselves, but that's actually not the case. She really dulls in on how the ego is actually a lot of the time is built off fear and how our ego needs just this sense of fulfillment and completeness by being involved in, you know, like a social media status or social status, um, finances and how, you know, our success is based off all those achievements and stuff and how we really feed ourselves that type of information. And I know that's hard because living in the social media era today, we could kind of fall into that trap and into that cycle because, you know, we see others post about like their success or where they're going on vacation or the new car that they just bought. And then it kind of makes us feel like, oh shit, like, damn, what am I doing with my life? You know, I don't have all that. Types of money and stuff to afford that or go on those trips, like, damn, am I, like, I'm not making most out of this life? And yeah, it's hard. I'm not going to lie here and say that I don't do that. Like, I, I fall into that trap too. Like, I sometimes feel like uh, I need that attention or like want to be seen. And like, sometimes I'll post to kind of see if I could, not necessarily like clout chase, but you know, like it's good to feel like you get a response from someone and say, oh yeah, you look good or oh yeah, keep it up, Chris, or yeah, congrats on that stuff. And that's why it's important, you know, to share your successes and stuff with people who are really in your inner circle. Um, I remember someone, someone or hearing someone say like, be careful who you share your accomplishments with because not everyone in your life is really there for you and going to know like how much hard work that you put into what you did and really understand what that accomplishment means to you. So I try to, you know, let people know when I do accomplish something is the people that actually that genuinely care about me. And in terms of kind of went off topic, but in terms of going back to um, freeing yourself from like that unconscious state, she also talks about how we have this pain body that kind of lives inside of us like a parasite that just drains us emotionally and wants to take over us it wants us to suffer more it feels like you know we're not good enough that's why we're always trying to like obtain for those things to kind of see we get that sense of fulfillment um, through those like materialistic things but that's not the case so in order for you to kind of get rid of this pain body and to separate from it we have to get rid of all those negative emotions those negative thoughts and just that unconscious state that we don't really allow ourselves to be fully embedded in the present moment and kind of be acting as that watcher because a lot of the times we just let our mind just go on and just run with it but we have to kind of take control of our mind and understand and process all the emotions and feelings that we are really you know kind of going through that's not to say though too at the same time that you're never allowed to feel sad you're never allowed to be angry like that's what your emotions are for it kind of serves like as a I think of it as like a signal light, right? Like a traffic light. And once that signal goes on, it kind of allows you to see and understand, okay, there's something in my life right now that's hurting me or like I'm angry about. And it allows you to kind of process and understand, okay, what are, what are the actions I'm going to take so I'm not feeling like this? Or what are the stages I kind of have to go through? You know, we talk about the stages of grief. Um, I personally lost uh, my dog, Lucky, um, a couple months back ago. And that was a hard experience for me to go through because that was the first time in my life where I actually lost someone like really, really close to me. Um, 
it hurt me because you know you're just so used to seeing them every day and how much they had an impact on you too. That's not to say though I also had my grandma who passed away from cancer a couple years back but I think at that time I was so young I didn't know how to really understand and process you know what grieving actually meant until this time. I was just able to process and go through all those stages because I allowed my time in that 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 piece just to kind of yeah just kind of go through you know you have to you have to cry you're gonna be angry you're gonna feel resentful you're gonna be like why does this happen to me and then there's it comes that period of acceptance where you're like you know this is what it is I'm at peace with it because I know I gave him the best life a dog could ask for I did everything I could to keep him healthy and to just make sure that uh, he had a good time on this earth. And I think I found solace too, because I was actually reading The Power of Now just during that time, uh, even before he passed away. And I was just able to live in the present with him, like just taking him on walks. And I just found like a huge sense of joy and happiness. And I was just walking with him because I thought it was just so simple. I was just fully engaged in the moment. Like I didn't, care about what else was going on wasn't thinking about school wasn't thinking about okay anything in the future my past anything like that I was just fully bought in into that experience of just walking with him and little did I know that was going to be one of my last walks I had with him but like I said I kind of feel that solace that serenity that I was fully engaged with him and you know really able to have that peace of mind that I was just fully present with him with those last couple of moments I had with him. And yeah, it's hard, but that's one of the, the things about like releasing the pain body. And when it comes, especially with emotions and stuff like that. Um, the next thing I wanted to talk about now that the book kind of hones in on, I'm trying to at least format it here, but I know I kind of go off topic, but I feel like they're good points to take are relationships and Gosh, I think relationships are really hard right now in this current state that we're in. I think, if I remember the exact statistic, don't quote me on this, but I feel like it's like 50 to 60% of people are like now getting divorced or unhappy with their marriages or something like that. But uh, it's just really sad to see because um, in the book, she talks about how a relationship with another being another person is like one of the closest things you could get to like a spiritual connection or that enlightenment um just because you know two souls are kind of coming together and just the way that you kind of go throughout life uh, with that person where you learn from each other you grow um, is just such a rich and like vitalizing experience um, she talks about how women in particular are probably the one that's our that are most closest to their soul. You know, you, you think of a woman, like a lot of guys, I know I, I'm not gonna lie, I tend to think, oh, you know, they're just being emotional and stuff. But uh, the book actually talks about it. They're not just, it's not just because they're emotional, just because they're so like groundly and deeply rooted into their feelings and so close to that, their like inner soul, that that's why they kind of go through those emotions. Obviously you have like the science behind it too with the menstrual cycle and stuff and the hormones. But I think, she does bring up a good point too on how closely rooted they are to their soul. Understanding that as a man too, like being respectful of their emotions and their feelings and kind of knowing what they're going through and seeing how, you know, you can make their lives easier and better. And then in terms of relationships, 
I think one of the main problems is that when it comes to communications, a lot of the time there's a lot of emotion driven communications where you have like arguments and like nothing's going anywhere. Both parties like feel unsatisfied and then that's when it leads to like cheating and stuff, divorce and just that kind of turmoil that kind of follows and that chain reaction. So what Toll really emphasizes is letting your mind be the watcher. So understanding like, okay, these are the emotions I'm going through. Let it happen. Maybe not at this time is an appropriate time for me to communicate with this person. Cause yeah, my emotions are getting the best of me and maybe we revisit it at a later time where you're not having that emotionally driven argument. You know, you're just finding an appropriate time where both of you are good. You're relaxed. Uh, you understand where, where each other are coming from and you're kind of able to talk things out and see, you know, recognize your own faults. I feel like that's a very hard thing for people to do is they're really prideful and they don't like to admit when they're wrong. And that's something I kind of learned too, you know, it's okay to be wrong and to yeah, acknowledge your faults and your fuck ups that you made in life and just kind of navigate through that. How are you going to become better from it? How are you not going to let your actions define you as a person moving forward? So yeah, just looking at relationships and that, and that aspect and also looking at it in a way where I feel a lot of the time too, we're always asking, oh, my partner doesn't do this for me. Oh, they don't do enough. They, you know, they keep saying the don'ts that they're expecting from their partner, but rather they should be asking, what can I do more for my partner? Because when both people are are doing that thing, that's when like the relationship is flourishing because you're not expecting them to be like this, like this or this. You, you know that you're at peace that they they have your back at the end of the day and that they're they're going to do whatever it takes to make your day better, your life better. And when both people are doing that, it makes everything just flow so easily. And I know it's harder to implement than it, like I'm clearly stating it here. Um, it is a process. I'm not saying like, oh, just do this and then you're good. It's done. It's going to happen in a day. No, yeah, it's, it's a relationship. It's going to take time. It's going to take work to learn from it and build on it but I think as long as you kind of stick to those principles you're going to be in a pretty good shape especially you know if you know they're the one meant for you you can kind of see do that as well um gosh what was the last thing I wanted to talk about here in the book acceptance because I know that is really hard for people to go through especially if they're like unhappy with their lives so how can you like navigate through that, right? Like if I'm unhappy, uh, how is living in the present going to help me out? Well, being unhappy is more likely to do with like some life situation, you know, occurring in your life. And if you're able to just live in the present, live in the moment, you won't really think about your life situation that's going on. Obviously, if it's like something major, like if you have depression suicidal thoughts and yeah you definitely need to like see support and get that uh proper care from like a psychologist or various support networking teams out there but if you're just like unhappy like with where you're at at life like say you don't feel like you're progressing you're just kind of staying stagnant if you look at it in the present not so much like focusing the future like oh i'm not here where i said i was going to be in 10 years from now and rather shift your focus to like okay what am i doing now in order to set me up for success down the line? What can I, what opportunities 
can I go ahead and participate in or put myself in so I could elevate myself? And when you look at it in that that aspect, then that's when changes are going to happen. Because honestly, the present moment is all we got. Uh, in the book of Now, she really talks about like how so many people are just so focused on the past. The past is just thinking about all the fuck ups they did in their life and like how I feel miserable for what they did or like or what people have done to them and stuff. But if you just look at it in the present present moment. That's the only time you really have. You can't go back and change what happened in the past. Yeah, maybe you could go ahead and like kind of dictate your future, but that's the only way you're going to dictate your future is what you do now in the present moment. So if you want to go ahead and take life and really live in this joy and happy state, just live in the in the present. And how do you live in the present? It's it's a hard thing to do. I'm not going to lie. It to transition to the, the, the present moment is really hard just because, like I said, with social media and stuff, with phones, television, gaming, uh, just all this stuff is like always distracting and asking for our attention elsewhere. So uh, uh, one key thing would just be limiting your time from that, so from te- TV, from your phone, from just other stuff that's taking your time away from life in the present moment. Second thing would be is just really communicating and being an active listener with someone. It could be like with your parents, it could be with your friends. Put the phone down, have an actual conversation with them, look them in the eye, give them those nonverbal gestures that you're hearing them, hearing them out, and just have a conversation with them. I feel like having a conversation is one of the most present moment things you could do. You have one body and one body, one soul and one soul, just communicating. And you actually be surprised when you're actually present in a conversation. It makes that conversation like 10 times better. The person also enjoys your company. They'll be like, oh, wow, this is a really good listener. And all you're doing is actually just listening to them. It's like they're the ones doing most of the talking, actually. So that's another thing you could do to live in. Three is something that's hard for me, too, that I struggle with is just letting go of the past. To let go of the past is really tough because especially if you had some like fucked up shit that goes on in your life, obviously like I said, like get the right support if you do need it. I'm not saying just like, oh, the past is the past, you get over like that in an instant. No, like I said, everything takes work, it takes time. But yeah, to to not to not let the past really define you and to understand like where I'm at now in my life, to be thankful and be grateful for the things that you do have, uh, the progress you have made and the progress you know you are going to continue to make. So that's another thing, letting go of the past. The last thing to live in the present, honestly, is just enjoying the little things in life. Like I said with with my dog Lucky, simply going for a walk, I was able just to, you know, look at the trees, just look at the wind, just how nature and like all the loving bodies and how nature interacts with each other. It's something as simple as that. So I recommend like going to a hike, going to the beach, going for a walk, or just even just, you know, sitting down in your backyard outside your porch or, you know, wherever at a park and just, yeah, looking at earth kind of do its thing. I feel like that's another beautiful way to kind of live in the and live in the present. So those are kind of my tips. Uh, like I said, there's a lot 
to digest in this book. I only could cover so much, and I kind of want to give you guys the opportunity to kind of explore that for yourself. But many thanks for all of you who tuning in to listening to this. I really, support, I really appreciate the support and the constant uh, just feedback and love I always get from you guys doing this. Like I said, uh, it's been hard for me because I know I'm in grad school and stuff, but at the same time, you know, we got to make time for the things we love. So here we go. All right, this is Chris signing off off the bookshelf. <laughs>